because I'm really concerned about my grandkids and the kids that's coming up behind us, what they're going to be facing if our country keeps going like it is. I'm just concerned about it. Tonight, if you would, though, I'd like for you to turn your Bibles to Psalms 55. One of my favorite Psalms, and uh, I'd just like to read we and just get a blessing from it tonight. Psalms 55, I'm going to read verse 1. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me, and the tears of death are falling upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness, Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. For it was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me, then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, my guide and mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked in the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them and let them be damned. Let them go down quick into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even... He that bideth a bowl, Selah. Because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with me, as him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days. But I will trust in thee. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, it's with great peace that we read these verses of Scripture because we know that the righteous is protected under your mighty hand. And Lord, what a blessing when we read of this great man, David, thinking of how he was treated, how you protected him, how you took care of him. And Lord, we know that you're not a respecter of persons. You said if you did it for David, you'd do it for me. And I ask you to bless us tonight as we study these scriptures now together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
I want to just bring you up to date about the message that's given out of this psalm first. Uh, here's the context. It's written by David. The time it was written was at the time of Absalom's, David's son's rebellion against David as king. David was still dwelling in Jerusalem at that time that he wrote this psalm. David has discovered that his familiar friend, Athiel, his former, and uh, he formed a conspiracy against him. David is now thinking of fleeing for his life from Jerusalem because his enemies seek his life. Under these circumstances, David pours out his heart and soul to God. In verses 1 through 8, David describes his despair condition and longing for deliverance. In verses 9 through 15, David describes the wickedness and ungodliness of those who are trying to take the kingdom from him. In verses 16 through 23, David gives a feeling of confidence that God will rescue him and answer his prayers and take care of his enemies. Now I want to go back to verse 1. Verse 1 says, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. I believe the worst place in the world that any human being can get to is a place that you don't believe that God listens or God hears your prayers. I always have been wanting to live in a, such a life before God that I know in my heart that God will hear me and God will answer my prayers. Look at verse 2 and 3. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise because of the voice of the, of the enemy, because of the oppressor of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. And go, if you read all the way down through verse 5, here's one of the most hurting things that can happen to a person, much less a Christian. That is when a friend turns against you, is taught here. In verse 4, David said, My heart is so pain within me. In verse 5, David said, Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. And what I'm trying to say here is a horrible thing when a man's friends turns against him. I've had it to happen to me, and I know what it feels like. And it's no easy thing to deal with. In verse 6, with me, please. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Now here's my text. Don't you get it? Jeremiah says the same thing. Jeremiah said, Oh, that I had in the wilderness a lodging place of wayfaring men, that I might leave my people and go from them. For then would I fly away and be at rest. Everybody has a desire to be at rest from their troubles. Now, uh, again, what I'd like for you to see tonight is David's pathetic prayer in verses 6 through 7. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander from it far off and remain in the wilderness, Sita. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Now, this is the same place that Elijah came to in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 18. Elijah had a nervous breakdown, and King David almost had one. In Psalms 55, verse 6, Oh, that I had wings. These are words from a weary heart of the things of this world. A poet wrote this little thing. 
over a large in some vast wilderness, some boundless contingency of shade, where rumor of oppression and deceit of unsuccessful or successful war might never reach me more. That's where we want to live. The world's weirdness comes in many different kinds. Somehow the world, uh, with all this glamour and put on, are fun, yet it still leaves the heart-sick, hungry, unsatisfied soul. Some love pleasure of the world, and because of this, their lust of pleasure, their reward is a deceased body, a worn-out heart, and a delighted character, and a guilty conscience. Some love money, and while they're piling up their fortunes, their heart has dried up. Their friends have become strangers. Enjoyment has dwindled. I've seen a many person come to that very place. They love money so much they forget about everybody else around them. Uh, every real Christian knows something of this heart sickness and soul weariness because of the fact of sin in this world. Now the problem here is this. We cannot allow this heart weariness to slide into despair. We cannot stop hoping. Uh, and we can't stop trying. We can't allow any hindrance to prayer. Now the temptation may be strong. Maybe because we forget the blessings of the past. You know what? I don't like to dwell on the past. I sure am not going to dwell on my failures in the past. Now I know a lot of people that's all they can talk about is their failures. Mourning and groaning about the past. I ain't going to go there. I'm not going to live there. I love to go back and think of the good times. Uh, one eater was talking about a while ago. Uh, when did you know me back when I skated in the ring? She don't know, but I had a good time down at old skating ring. Back. Now, I like to dwell on things like that. I remember watching her twirl around and carry on her skates and like a little bee and so on. I love to think about those kind of good things, but I'm not going to dwell on them bad things that happened to me back then. I got beat up a few times, amen? And I don't, I'm not going back there. And you know, I know a lot of people that go back there and all they can talk about is the bad things of life. That's not the way you want to live life. The problem here is we can't allow this heart weirdness to slide into despair. We cannot stop hoping. Now, get this, instead of saying, how long, O oh Lord, how long, we must also remember, I want you to turn with me now, I want you to read this with me. Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. And I'll begin to read in verse 11. Romans 13 and verse 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in riot and drunkards, not in chamber and wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Now, we need to remember that keep that in our hearts and minds all the time. I think I, I want to emphasize this tonight, the one thing. David, if thou were a dove, now, I've read that the first time I read that, and I said, yeah, but David, you're not a dove. You're a king, God's servant, Israel's champion, God's prophet, 
Many of us today, when trouble comes in on our lives, we call out, Oh, that I had wings as a dove. But we don't have wings. Amen? We can't fly away from our troubles. We're God's people. And God will take care of us. Now, it's interesting to know David's prayer about his friend Athel was answered. Now, I want to show you something. This man turned against uh, David and went against him. But now I want you to turn over to Second Samuel for me just a minute. In 2 Samuel, in chapter 17, verse 23, this same man now that went against David in Psalms 55, verse 15, that David is praying about, and listen to what happened to him. And when Athel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his ass and arose and got him home to his house, to his city, and put his household in order, and hanged himself, and died, and was buried in the scepter of his fathers. You know what that taught me? I better watch what I pray. You better watch what you pray. I thank God for unanswered prayer. I read a sermon one time, I never will forget it. Thank God for unanswered prayer. You just think about the many times that we prayed for things if we'd have got them, it would have changed our life completely. And thank God He didn't answer those prayers because He looks over the hill. He knows what's ahead of us. Amen? And uh, go back with me now to Psalms 55. And I want you to look at verse 15 with me. Psalms 55 and verse 15. Let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell. For wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. And you follow Athel's life, and that's exactly what happened to him. God can show us the unwisdom of our prayers by granting them or denying them. Notice what Jesus prayed for you and I in John 17, verse 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. When I got saved, I said, Lord, why don't you just take me out of this world and take me on to heaven and be better off? Amen. I'd be better off in heaven right now then I'd be better off here. But God didn't see fit to do that. And this is what Jesus prayed for me years before I was ever born. I pray not that thou should take them out of the world, but thou should keep them from the evil. That's what I want. I want to live in this world, but I want to be away from this evil. Amen? Now, here's what I'm trying to say. There are two ways to handle difficulty and frustrations in this life. You can run from them, are willfully thinking over that I had wings, but we must conquer difficulties and not fly from them. There's no rest in flight. If you're always running from something, there's no rest there. Uh, there's real rest and peace. And only God can comfort our fears and tribulation. Second Corinthians 1, verse 3 and 4. Now watch this. We can seek the help of God I want you to look at verse 16 and verse 17. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and noon will I pray, and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even your faith. Now, I want to close tonight with 2 Corinthians. If you'll turn over there, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I'll begin to read verse 1. 
Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, Timothy, under the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in all Achaia, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And where we afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in enduring the same suffering which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. You know what I like about these verses? I read this little thing. It takes two for a kiss, only one for a sigh. Twain by twain we marry, one by one we die. Joy is a fellowship. Grief weeps alone. Many guests had Canaan. Gethsemane had one. Jesus Christ died for you and I on the cross. Amen. Now, why is God allowing all this mess to happen to us today? Why is God letting it go on? I sit around sometimes and I look at things going on in this world and I think of all that's going on. You know what I believe it is? It's like I started off saying, I'm concerned about my little grandbabies. I'm concerned about my little children that's coming along behind me. I believe that we go through things that God gets us ready to teach those that's coming up behind us. I read a little story about a man that was crossing and uh, going to California, going out west in a, in a wagon train years and years ago. And they come to a great canyon, very deep canyon. And he built a bridge, they built a bridge across this canyon, and they built the best they could for that bridge. And one of the people come up to the headmaster and said, Why are you building this bridge so strong and so mighty? We ain't coming back this way. He said, Yeah, but we're building it for the ones that's coming along behind us. You see, that's what it's all about. You suffering? Teach somebody. Teach those who want to come back. I don't care what you're going through right now. God is still there. And God's still got the mighty hand. And God still answers our prayers. And God still takes care of And I believe with all my heart, this little psalm that David prayed, in a time of trouble, in the most troubling time of his life, his kingdom was going to be taken away from him. Everything was going to be taken away from him. And David was in despair. And he said, if I had my brothers, I'd just like to have the wings of a dove just fly away. Get out of this mess. Go away from it. But God said, no, David, I got something planned for you. You know, I believe I'm alive today because God's got something special for me to do. I really do. If it was not, why wouldn't he take me on? But he's got something for me to do. I've had several people that I've been to the hospitals to see, and I know that Brother Goodson, uh, Ron Goodson, was dying, and I went to see him in the hospital, and he, he looked at me and he said, you didn't think I was going to make it this time, did you? I'd been to see him many times when he was real sick. 
And I never did him look it up at me and say, you didn't think it on me this time, did you? He said, you know, God's got something for me to do. He would have took me home if he hadn't. And I've heard that so many times about people that's right on deathbed, and yet God saved them, for, left them here for a purpose. And God's got something to do. And you know what I believe it is? To be a testimony for Him. If, if something happens to me, it's for my good, the Bible says, it's going to be alright because my God is going to take care of me. you got to remember something. I'm in Christ's hands. Now watch this. I'm in God's hand. Nothing can reach me unless God allows it to. Nothing. The devil can't reach me. Troubles and tribulation can't reach me. Sickness can't reach me. Absolutely nothing can reach me unless and God allows it to because He's got me in His hands. He takes care of me. Well then, Lord, why are you letting this get by your hands getting to me today? It's to teach you something, number one. And then it's to be a testimony to the world when you come out on the other side. I cannot sympathize with anybody unless I've been through it myself. I can't say I'm, I understand. I, I understand what you're going through unless I've been through it myself. But you know, God's left me here and I've been, about, I've been through just about anything you can name over these years. <clears throat> and I can sit down and I counsel people today. We, was, we had an unusual situation. There was a lady who came to church uh, several years ago and she was sitting in the back and her husband had left her and she was just having a horrible time. And this young fellow, I looked back there and I seen him talking to her. And I went back to him and I said, what are you doing? He said, well, her husband had left her and I'm counseling her because God's called me to preach. I said, you get up and get away from that lady. I said, son, let me tell you something. You're a novice. You can't tell her anything about marriage. You ain't been married. You can't tell anything about her broken heart. You ain't had that broken heart. You have no idea what you can. Now, if once you go through it and don't later down the and the Bible says that God does not call a novice into the ministry, He calls it somebody that's been through it. I get over here on this side of the table and this is God's side and here comes a man in on the other side of my desk and says to me, and they said, Preacher, can you help me? I can if I've been through it. I can if I, my God seen me through it. I can help you. And I believe with this with all my soul. You are left here for a purpose. And that's to be able to help somebody in your family or some friend or some neighbor around you or what you're going through right now. Get your head up. God will take care of you. Amen. Until He gets ready for you to go home. And I got news for you. When He gets ready for you to go home, you ain't staying here. He'll take you home. Amen. I believe it. When the last breath I take, I'm in God's hands. But nothing can take me till I'll be right here. And God's blessing. And I want to I want to pray, Lord, take care of me. Don't let me be a cry baby all the time, crying about everything that's going wrong in my life. I got too much to be thankful for. Really. I mean I got too much. If I it's like, it's like this man and woman come into my office and they're having trouble in their marriage and they're going to get a divorce and, and I, I got a legal sheet, a legal pad. 
I give them, each one a legal pad and drew a line right down through the middle of each one of them. I said, now I want you to sit there for a few minutes and I want you to write every bad thing you can think about about your spouse over here on this side. And when they got through, now I said, now I want to write everything good that you thought know about them on this side of that pad. And they got about, they wrote all this bad stuff that they could think about one another. And then they started writing the, uh, the good things and they got about halfway through and I got up off the couch and left them. You know why? They started hugging one another and kissing one another. They realized that they had more good than they had bad. And if you will think about it, God is better to you than all the bad things that could ever happen to you. Amen. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we ask in Jesus' name. I know we've been over, we've traversed this Psalm 55 so many times. Preached on it many times. But today is very special because I believe that we need this to understand what is taught here in our lives. Let us be a blessing to somebody. Nobody wants to hear a griper. Nobody wants to hear somebody bellyaching all the time about everything. Everybody's looking for somebody that's been blessed and still being blessed. And Father, I pray, help us to be that person. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.